Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez. Alongside me is Owen Evans. Back there, we got El Jefe, Edwin Perez. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Um, final show before the regular season. We can finally stop talking about practice, this preseason stuff. And uh, I mean, we had a great time at the Monday event. I know we didn't talk about it too much in the last show because we were talking about Talking to Captain Darnell King, but uh, shout out to all the fans. They're very nice. It was great meeting you all. And I'm excited to see you all on Saturday for the first game. Yeah, I'm waiting for my nickname. I know. I'm I trying to come like, up with one. Yeah, we're going to have know, to. I know. I need, I need the you two want a of Spanish you to one? Because I can come I, up with the Spanish one. You can do whatever you want. All right. Let's, let's all right, run Edwin. it on Saturday, yeah? <laughs> all yeah. right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we can come up one. I got my rally towel because I'm excited. Let's do this. Look at that. Look at Owen. He's so excited, too. You want to throw Yeah, I, no, I'm No, okay. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, if you went to the Monday event, uh, you probably got one of these. So make sure to bring it with you if you're going to the game on Saturday. I'm sure they're going to have some there for, for everybody that's attending. It does attending. say home opener on it, so oh, I'd, that's true. I'd imagine. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a great show uh, for you guys today. But before, uh, before we get to talking about uh, this week's game, uh, I do want to ask you guys to subscribe if you haven't yet. Make sure to like and share this podcast. It really helps us out. Helps the all, almighty algorithm to distribute us. So I appreciate that if you guys can subscribe to us. And also, if you haven't yet, you go to our Twitter account. Uh, what, was it, what was it again? Uh, it's PHNX underscore underscore rising. And what's the catchphrase that you have? Double the underscores, double the fun. There you go. And it's, and it's growing, man. We wanted 500 followers. We're almost there. We're at 455. So if you guys can keep climbing up, mm-hmm. it's going to be... Uh, gonna be really great for us and when we hit 500 we're gonna make edwin do some kind of forfeit aren't we maybe with some wax i don't know i don't know just kidding i don't know how it's just become me i thought (laughs) i thought we all would have done something but i guess yeah i'll take one for the team i'll do whatever Uh, whatever y'all need Um, it's a good sport so if you guys have any ideas feel free to hit us up (laughs) tell me in person too on sat on saturday if you if you catch us, you know, feel free to come up with any ideas. I'm here. I'm like Owen's secretary, basically. So oh, as long no. as they specifically Edwin focused, you know. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think that the canes from the weekend is, is still on the table. Yeah, that got thrown away, sadly. Yeah, so. we, we, yeah. Can't, we can't put into yeah. that. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody in the chat. Je- 
Jet, McVee, PHNX, Jacob, shout out to everybody there. Make Sean do something, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. That's another option. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Of course, the preview of Saturday's game against Monterey Bay FC. We're going to talk a little bit of Champions League because it was a crazy week this week as well. Uh, talk about the numbers that the players will be wearing. Uh, some news about a player being released from Rising. We'll talk about that later. And of course, a predicted lineup and score before we wrap it up uh, and wait for you guys on Saturday. So uh, before we get started as well, if you guys haven't yet, go to phnxlocker.com. Get our very own PHNX Rising shirt. I saw a few people already getting them. So if you guys want to wear it on the home opener, that'd be pretty tight. So uh, and there it is. Got our PHNX Rising podcast. Pretty snazzy. I like it. I love it. So make sure to grab it. All right, Owen. Let's talk about uh, Monterey Bay FC home opener against Rising uh, here on Saturday the 12th. What, what can what do we know, first of all, about Monterey Bay FC? Because uh, it's a brand new club, but of course, that's a little bit of history. So for people that aren't aware of, of, uh, of their history, what can you tell them? Well, we know more about them than we did about Valley United. That that's for true. sure. All right. That, that, is true. that was a tough one. Um, the thing about Monterey Bay is that they're both an expansion team and not an expansion team, kind of. Um, they're they are effectively born from the ashes of a Fresno FC. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresno, which has now been had a new League One team, I believe, in mm. Central Valley Fuego. But it's yeah, they they came out of the whole situation in Fresno where you know they had to play in the baseball stadium. They weren't able to to get the land, or they, I think it was the land for a um, soccer specific stadium, mm-hmm. and so ultimately that that team died um, that was the main issue just the the soccer specific it was, it was stadium focused okay. generally yeah um there was a lot of work with the uh with the city over different sites and it just didn't it didn't work in the end uh but now we have monterey bay instead which is interesting because i'm wondering whether they're actually gonna you know it's, it's a strange market to drop a team in um yeah. i think but it's interesting to see obviously frankie Allop now mm-hmm. uh a familiar face who, you know, we can expect to, well, he, he wasn't very good at Vegas, but no one's good at Vegas. Um, uh, he's Except Chirundolo, because he ended up getting that LAFC job. Uh, yeah, but so. he wasn't good in Vegas. He just got a different job. <laughs> he, was uh, he was like, I'm out. But he's also a former rising head coach as well. That's true. Look at Frank Yallop. He was the guy who, who came here when they were Arizona United in that final season. Um he actually was the person who gave Rick Shantz his break in the professional game. Mm. Um, Yallop was the head coach here when Rick came up as an assistant coach uh, to work under him. So it's, you know, it'll be interesting. And there are familiar faces, of course, in there yeah. as well. But, you know, we know bits and pieces about them. We know more about their team, really, and who the players are. But, mm-hmm. but not quite as much about how we expect them to play. Okay. And, uh, and speaking of those players, what some notable players, of course, Chris Cortez uh, in my research, Dallas J, you know, and of course the Frank Yallop connection. So what how are these players going to be received? Is there, you know, have the maybe fans forgot about them a little bit since it's been a while since they've been here? What, what, what do you expect? The fans won't have forgotten about Chris Cortez. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you have to think about it because, I mean, you know, Dallas J didn't really play, but he, he's known. Yeah. Chris Cortez, though, is... You know, he, he fired Rising to a final. Yeah. Okay? And I don't think that he's going to be quite the player now that, that he was then. Um, he is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't really scored at any major, you know, significant rate since leaving, yeah. since leaving Rising. But 
you know, I, he's a guy who really was was important at that time, mm-hmm. um, especially with Didier Drogba effectively disappearing for most of that season. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and it's crazy. I, the I, probably, numbers... I probably saw more of Didier Drogba watching the World Cup coverage on the BBC that year <laughs> than than you could see it in at games over here. Yeah, but you gave Chris a chance, man, to explore. Yeah, and, it, so. and Chris Cortez was. You know, genuinely very good that season. It's a shame that he was out injured at the end of the year. It's a shame that he missed that final through injury. Because mm-hmm. I genuinely think that if he'd have been available, that could have been the difference yeah. in that game against Louisville. Okay. Uh, yeah, looking at that season from 2018, 34 appearances, 20 goals, 5 assists. Those are pretty good numbers. I think the most memorable one for me, if I had to pick a, a Chris Cortez moment that, that just sticks in my head, was when he slid in on Orange County's goalkeeper and just deflected the ball in effectively. Um, uh, that was just a, yeah. <laughs> it's a rare kind of goal. It's up there with like the Buck Caro goal. Yeah. We all remember the Buck Caro goal from Monix? That one? Yep. I do. Yep. I do. <laughs> I, I remember that moment. Quite a memorable <laughs> moment for us, uh, for the Rising um yeah shout out to uh justin he says he always respected da- uh always respected dallas j hate uh remember dallas j from preseason he wasn't that great according to mcvee um and then yeah we have that one comment right there up top uh edwin if you could put it up wish we could assign jesse maldonado so let's talk about mm-hmm. the monterey bay fc so if you guys aren't weren't aware jesse maldonado is actually from here chandler arizona he went to play uh in yavapai he was up there for a season and then uh Yallop saw him at a trial and, and snatched him up so have you heard too much about him or anything like that? Not a huge amount. Um, it's it's interesting because players like that, you don't know quite how they're going to step up into mm-hmm. the into the professional game. Um, it's it's that is the thing that's always really complicated, especially some of these trialists when they are young. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you really don't know quite what yeah, they're like. Bring. 20, 20 years old, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's look, it's always a step up to come into the professional game. But until we get a little bit more of a look at him, I think yeah. you know, let's wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah, at Yavapai, he had 10, star, uh, 10 starts and 14 appearances. Team high, 11 goals, 7 assists, uh, and then four multi-goal performances. That's not bad, you know? So It's, Yalab- it's promising, yeah. but, it, but again, it's, it's just weird. It's like, yeah. you know, good numbers in college don't always, you know, translate into good numbers at a professional level. In mm. the same way that, right, you, you'd look at a guy like Channing Chasen's numbers weren't great mm-hmm. at Ohio State. You know, he didn't really put up numbers that were exciting. Yeah. But Rick has seen something in him that makes him think, you know, he wants to take a gamble on him. And I mean, we've seen his, his just pace, right? Yeah. He is a very, very quick guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really is something that's important in the way that Rick expects his fullbacks to play. Yeah. No, definitely. And uh, I think they have some very notable players. The other one that I, I was kind of interested in was Walmer Martinez. I'm not sure if you've heard about him, but he's a right winger. He's a young right winger from El Salvador. He's actually born in the U.S., but decided to play for El Salvador. Uh, he represented uh, his country in, in the 2021 Gold Cup, also World Cup qualification. He, you know, so this is a guy, he was their first ever signing for Monterey, and he's an actual a, a Santa Cruz native from that area. So I, that's an exciting signing for them, especially just to kind of like, head, you know, He's kind of basically the face right now, I believe, of Monterey. So we'll be definitely been seeing uh, a lot of him. So that's someone, you know, if Rising fans, you know, want to, you know, write a name down as someone to, to keep an eye on on Saturday, it's probably Wilmer Martinez to make sure that, you know, we keep him on the wrap. So don't get too crazy over there. Uh, but anybody else that you were kind of looking into for Monterey? 
I think that defensively, the pairing they've got at the centre-backs between Kai Green and Hugh Roberts is, mm-hmm. a, is a nice pairing yeah. at the back there. Um, Kai Green coming in from Oakland, Hugh Roberts coming in from Charlotte. You know, they've got a, a lot of years of experience in this league mm-hmm. between them, and they're both good passing centre-backs, so mm-hmm. expect them to, to play the ball well out the back. Then you've got Sam Gleadle as well, who I know we've, we've had the conversations about him in the past, should he or shouldn't he come to Rising, you know, and there's been talk about how much money he's expecting and he ended up going to San Antonio instead that year. But this is a guy we know him from from Reno. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from San Antonio, but actually went to school here. Uh, okay. moved over, he's from Chichester, uh, actually in Southern England, but mm-hmm. he went to Campo Verde High School nice. and played for the uh, Scottsdale Blackhawks, which are now Phoenix Rising Youth. Ooh. So, yeah. He's come he's, through the system, yeah. yeah it makes sense, he's, right, for him to come a, over here. He's a, uh, he's a fullback um, come winger, which, yeah. again, is something that, you know, if, if we see him, and that's actually where it's interesting now, because if we see him pushing up and pushing up and we expect them to come out in that way, which we don't know, right? We don't really know what Frank Yallop is going to going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Justin, Justin, by the way, uh, on the comments there, it's Chichester to... Like C H, okay. In don't put that one up. Don't yeah. put that one up. Yeah, don't <laughs> put that one up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, got it's, him, interesting, it's interesting because you know if you if, if they come out from the back attacking with the fullbacks, that's kind of the situation where Rick said that he'd actually like to use the four four two, and we know that he said after that last preseason game, oh, we're not entirely sure which kind of a system we're going to roll with, mm-hmm. how we're going to go with that. But actually, if, if they come out very aggressive with those fullbacks pushing up, then that really you know increases the, the argument for the 4-4-2 because you want to have more players going up yourselves to kind of stretch those players at the back more and make the most of those spaces mm-hmm. that are going to be left by the fullbacks going so far yeah. up the pitch. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think it's one of the storylines too with Frank Yallop against you know Rick Schantz, you know, because Yallop was here. Uh, and when he left, Rick was the one that took the mantle so of, of uh, rising. So it's going to be an interesting, you know, kind of chess match and, you know, the mm-hmm. way that you're stru- describing it. So definitely something to keep an eye out um, as well on Saturday. Um, when it comes to the games, you know, what, what are some challenges of facing this new club? We talked about these players that definitely have some experience in the USL. But besides that, you know, uh, as far as, you know, we're, we're concerned, we don't know too much about them. So mm-hmm. as a coaching staff and as a player, how do you think, you know, that is on the field? Do you think they'll struggle with that just because they don't know their style of play or what's going on? on that? It, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, it, it, we saw that with Oakland early last season. Uh, they did struggle early doors and they ended up having a, a really, really good comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, building up until they, they end up making the playoffs and actually made it further than rising because they knocked off El Paso in the yeah. first round. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Oakland actually had been through a worse situation. Uh, they fired their coach about two weeks before. Um, I remember I was chatting with Tyler Blackwood, who was one of the strikers there, mm. and he was like, oh, people weren't happy with how things were, and they asked for a change. Wow. And so they, they gave the coach the boot. Now, Frank Gallup is still in charge yeah. over in Monterey Bay, so they haven't quite got that level of, <laughs> of adversity. But it is hard because you, you've brought a lot of players in. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talk about the issue of chemistry when you've got two or three players that joining a team and how they fit in you know we, we've talked about how you needed that chemistry between the front three mm-hmm. in, in rising's team because we know that only one of those front three is returning really from from last season yeah. you have a new number nine you have a new right winger and the only person you've got is santi on the left wing mm-hmm. well imagine you're doing that but you've got an entire 11 <laughs> 
Like, that is a challenge. Yeah. And you're not only that, you're trying to establish an identity. Now, admittedly, that can sometimes be easier because you can recruit for that identity. But it's it's interesting because there's a lot of different things that have to come together. Mm-hmm. No, and it's, and it's going to be a challenge. I don't think the Ryzen should take this game lightly at all. Uh, we've seen what can happen when, when they kind of put you know, take their foot off the pedal. So definitely want to get off to a good start. Let's talk about rising for a little bit. James Musa was the big story last week or this week. I mean, when it came to, to, um, uh, to injuries and injuries have been kind of like the theme of the preseason, right? Um, he was questionable for Saturday. Have you heard anything about that? Any updates? I sound pretty spry and lively on Monday, but, uh, any, any updates since then? I mean, it was very lovely, wasn't it? Throwing a shit around he and all jumped that. Off but and then yeah, he shirt, jumped off yeah. the stage which you know when someone's got a an injury i believe initially it was concerned over a hamstring injury yeah. at least you know that's a that's a bold move to make right that's a very Look bold good move to me. <laughs> uh, you know yeah he but then again niall dunn is walking and he's going to be out for four months yeah. you know you look at him walking around yeah. you think there's nothing wrong with him uh clearly not the case look i think that realistically when when rick said that that musa was questionable that to me means that he probably will not start this weekend and mm. end of equation um and i think that with him out we're likely to see manuel madrid coming in um i i know that there's been talk about there should we expect an imminent center back signing as, as scott sent into the chat um I, I know that rick said that that was something they were going to have to look into mm-hmm. after the end of the last preseason game um but it hasn't happened yet um one thing that's worth noting uh, is that USL requires teams to submit a 23-player uh, match day pool um, 48 hours ahead. Is Manuel actually ready? According to Rick, yes. yes. Um, and he did play in the preseason game mm-hmm. over the weekend. So, yes, Manuel Madrid is expected to be ready for selection this game. Um, but going back to my point, it was... The USL teams have to submit a player pool um, of 23 players mm-hmm. 48 hours before each game. You can make some changes if you are waiting on you know certain transfer clearance up to 24 hours. Technically, the other team has to agree mm-hmm. for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's complicated. And as you get close to games, you you run the risk of missing that cutoff time. And I think yeah. that it's it gets increasingly less likely as we get closer now that. Rising will bring someone else in mm-hmm. to fill in in that position. Do you see Musa maybe being in that 23-man roster, but not Oh, starting? he'll be named in there because, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the 23-man is, isn't even, you know, it goes beyond the bench. Okay. It's not even like, because think about it, you've got, what, 11 players and 7 subs. Yeah. So if you can name a 23-man pool and you've got five people that you're not even going to dress anyway. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd imagine he... Unless the coaching staff have looked at him today and said, no, he's definitely not okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd imagine that. that he then uh, we got Michael here. Blaze season. You see any academy oh, players? Blaze Hardy. That? You know, Blaze Hardy is is interesting because he's really impressed. Um, we saw him. We saw him last year. Um, mm-hmm. We saw him in preseason. Of course, he wasn't the the shining light of that year, was he? Because Niall Dunn captured our hearts, mm. you know, and ended up signing a signing a contract with the team. Yeah. But yeah, Blaze Hardy. I I was impressed by him this season. I think yeah. you. you you saw him as well, you know the the guy at the back with the big afro, yeah. Blaze Hardy. He, yeah, Edwin and I just kind of really looked at each other. Center back. Uh, I think it was the game before this last two preseason games where he just had a couple of game saving tackles and Detroit. I, yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah. Edwin and I just kind of looked at each other. It was like, hey, not bad. He's you know? not bad. He's yeah. he's definitely improved from last year. I'm impressed, and I I don't know how well he'll cope with a step up because it is a step up. Yeah, but I wouldn't jump to suggest that he wasn't ready mm-hmm. 
Um, I wouldn't be too critical of the decision if Rick from behind the scenes says, no, I think he's ready. I mean, what we've seen of him is good. Um, It it really depends on probably a much broader sample size and what the coaching staff think of that. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to the, the starting crew for Saturday, who do you feel needs to have a really good start to their season? Uh, just for either psychologically or just getting on the on the scoreboard, whether it's assists or or goals, who do who's the guy that needs to make, have a great game on Saturday? Centre forward, every day of the week. Um, I think that you can never underestimate. And I notice how I said centre forward. I didn't say who because mm-hmm. you know I'm sure we've got our predictions. That's my and next question. That yeah. is the next question. But <laughs> whoever it is. You know, being in that kind of a position and being relied on as a goal scorer mm-hmm. is always a, a real big thing with confidence. And you see that a lot. You know, you see that players who go through those bad runs of not scoring, it mm-hmm. becomes self-fulfilling after a while. Yeah. You know, they snatch at their shots. They're not quite there. Um, I think that if you can get off to a good start as a centre forward, score a few goals in your first game, hopefully not like Rufat Dadashov did two years ago when, he started the season with a hat trick, and then yeah. we stopped for months because of COVID. <laughs> wow, but, um, I should take yeah, care of that. <laughs> it, but it, you know, you, you'd hope that whoever it is who's starting the centre forward tomorrow has to get off to a good start. Or not tomorrow? Is it Saturday? It's Saturday, yeah. I'm losing track of days. <laughs> but you, you'd hope that whoever it is, they get off to a good start, get at least a goal or a couple of goals or some assists, yeah. some something that will boost their confidence. Mm-hmm. And that they can then carry that on and, and, and kick on from there. And that brings me to my next question. Who do you see starting on on uh, Saturday? All right. So the full lineup for what I'd expect. Wait, don't give me the whole full lineup. Oh, we're going to do that a little bit later. Just the, okay. Just, uh, just the top guy right just now. The, just the number nine. Yeah. Just the number nine. My choice is Greg Hurst. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if... Oh, I think that will be Rick's choice. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm not in Rick's head, unfortunately. Yeah. There. Um, Would you be surprised I mean, if Rapetto starts? Would you be? I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he starts. But the reason I say that is because I wouldn't be surprised if Rick did try the four four two. Yeah. Um, you think we'll in which Antle case, I think it time. would be no. I think I think that based on what Rick was saying on on Tuesday this mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. Uh, after training on Tuesday, I think that we'd be more likely to see a, a Claudio and Hurst wow. pairing up top. Um, Which we did not see in the preseason at all. No, we did not. We yeah. did not. Okay. But I, I think that is something that could be on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, from the way he's described Antwi and and Claudio, mm-hmm. we, we've seen he, he seems to think that they're, they're both very similar players in their style of play. That okay. they're the one two who are closer to each other, whereas Greg is the one who who's off on the side and is a slightly different player. Gotcha. Um, which is interesting because I wouldn't have quite thought that from what we see but again what we've seen is a very small sample size um especially in in the games the way they've been playing with the players around them Mm -hmm. you know it's a real mixed bag of players around them yeah exactly like how you're saying if they go with the 442 because i think they use that twice this preseason one with antwi and hurst and then the other one antwi and rapetto i like the hurst combination with antwi a lot more it worked i mean there's the thing right it feels mean that we're we're here saying antwi's not gonna start when you think about how he played in those last two preseason yeah, games. He's like great. he he's yeah, he we're talking about confidence. Yeah. He's got confidence. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll see. So uh like Justin's saying, four four two watch. So when when you guys get to the stadium on Saturday or when you guys turn in to wherever you're watching the show, or the the game I mean, uh just be on that watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
because you never know. We'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. Um, do you expect a, 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 sell, a sold, sold out crowd? Can't talk today. Sold out crowd for the first game? <laughs> no. No? Um, I, I don't know how well the crowd will look. Um, I think that the, the hopes that I've heard from people in the club is that they're hoping that they're going to have something that's going to push towards attendance record, kind of, you know, they, it's going to be, they're hoping they're going to see eight 9,000 people there. Okay. Um, but you have to bear in mind the club has never sold out that stadium. Mm. Um, and so they, it's a challenge, but I'm not sure that we're quite going to see it now. So definitely more than 5K. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. I was looking I at tickets. Be, I'd be surprised if there were f- yeah. less, you know, if, if we were looking at a lower number yeah. than that. I know I said something when the Louisville happened where you guys told me, hey, it's preseason, you gotta relax, you know, but... It was, it was yeah. preseason, it was, there was no I'm beer, saying, it was preseason, yeah. you know, it, what were you expecting? Yeah, you know, Louisville didn't even have numbers on their backs. Yeah, that's like, true. It, that's, yeah, you're only like, there's an intern in here United laughing did. at that comment, but like, so. it's true, <laughs> Louisville were just wearing training tops with no numbers. You know, you you've got to balance all those things and say, That's true. why why would you why would people show up for that? I mean, what next? We're gonna look back at 2019 and talk about how they played in Naranja Park down in bloody Oro Valley, and <laughs> no one showed. Well, a few people showed up there. Well, yeah, they were Not playing in a fans. park. Those aren't true fans. They were they playing in a park. <laughs> the boys went to relieve themselves in the desert next door prior to the game. I would have shown nowhere up. I don't else. Know. Like, <laughs> I'm just playing, but no, but I, that's just me. Again, I'm just I'm just pointing it out. But hopefully, we get a full crowd. Hopefully, there's booze. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, there's, there's a good question there from question. Jack. Yeah, um, if we can put that up. Yeah, because uh, uh, I've Monday, yet to hear an update. Monday, I someone will... at the at the event at the Jersey Reveal event asked about that, and the general manager said they they were confident they would be able to work something out. But last thing you heard, I have no idea at this point. Um, I haven't been told anything. Since uh, I sad can twirl. Yeah. sad twirl, we don't know. I can't um, even drink when I'm we there, don't know. <laughs> um, we couldn't possibly suggest that you smuggle it in, but you know, we're not security. Um, <laughs> that, that, he said it. I don't know. <laughs> look, look, we don't know. I'll I, I'm gonna chase this before, um, before the season actually starts and try and get some answers. Um, so if you guys want to be up to the news with everything regarding the booze on Saturday. Where can I follow us? Yeah, PHNX? see, this, this is just, well, yeah, we'll do it on the PHNX underscore underscore rising. Make sure to follow that because we will be bringing you updates on booze as and when we get them. Booze watch. Um, booze watch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going. I think that's a big topic for people because we got to be honest, right? I, a lot of, not, I don't want to say a lot of people, but a part of the crowd are there to have a great time. And to, there you go, back to ASU student section tactics. Yeah, no comment so. on the we're not security thing. Just uh, I'm sure a lot of people would be security. disappointed. We're not security. We are not pro-M. Don't, mm-hmm. don't come at us. They'd be disappointed if there wasn't any booze. So, they would and be. I think they that would, would cut down on the attendance. It's something that I think, if you think that they will fill that stadium with 10,000 people who are sober? real, like, <laughs> sober. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, no. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Thank you. I Look, appreciate that. I, I mean, a lot of people will have a get, but I think, yeah, there will be people who go there because they like to watch the football mm-hmm. because they are really into that because that's what they're... And you'll have a, another chunk of people who are there because it's an event. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll have that at any sporting event beyond, you know, the very lowest levels. For the vibes, There will be people yeah. who come for the event, right? Mm-hmm. People used to come and pack out... Uh, 
Casino Arizona Field when it was dollar beer night, a lot of those people weren't coming simply because it was, you know... A, they were there for they, the winning they, streak. Yeah, they were there for the winning streak, and they were there for the, the booze as well. Um, but look, it, Thank a lot you, of people Benjamin. come for the event, that's and right. that's what... You know, the club want that. They want those people in. They want that money in. You're not going to sell 10,000 seats if if there's no alcohol there. Like, let's let's be it's honest. Reality. It's just not going to happen. Why do you think the, the Phoenix Open is so popular? I'm just saying. Or, so. what, is from, what, because people pass out at 10 in the morning? Like it's <laughs> Six in the morning. I've seen, people, I've seen those morning, videos, huh? man. That's awesome. No, but but hopefully they have it. You know, obviously we, we want the fans to have a great time, you know, and of course watch some great soccer. Uh, at the stadium uh let's talk about some team news so uh unfortunately this week we saw that Ivan Gutierrez is no longer with the team can you explain the decision behind that or anything behind the scenes that you could find out uh a lot of talk there I mean the official line from the club at least is Mm -hmm. that it was mutual um it was a mutual agreement the one thing we know is that Ivan never really fit into the the team did he really um in terms of playing time in terms of even making match day squads sometimes mm-hmm. you know it we haven't seen him for two weeks and from what i gather he he did leave after mm. the um the, prior to the first set of double headers so he has been okay. gone for a little while now um it kind of flew under the radar slightly that he just disappeared yeah. effectively um i know that Ed, edwin edwin had noticed hadn't you actually the i'll one, be honest i didn't notice so um edwin yeah, it was me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for weeks, I I, I just remember a player because you guys saw him. I didn't get to see the Louisville game. Um, he was on the list, but then you guys, I think, someone tweeted out that he disappointed, and I was remembering last season it was the same situation. So I was like, I, that's a player who I thought at the end of the preseason was going to get some minutes, prove himself as a bench, but he disappeared. And so, I mean, mutually, I think it's beneficial for both people because it wasn't work, working out for Rising. It wasn't working out for him. Because his play style and his, in the way that he wanted to play, it seemed like it, it wasn't cohesive to what Rick wants. And it, it just seems, seemed like there was no place for him. So it's tough. It's a tough situation, obviously. I thought yeah. he was he was, he was going to you know maybe fit out and maybe be someone off the bench, but never worked out. It's, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? And I mean, I, I know you say that you know, it's beneficial for him as well, but you've got to think it's, it's late. This is late now in the preseason to be a free agent. That's hard. You think um, he'll land, uh, land with another championship team? Or? I don't. Uh, and that's part of the problem, right? We've not really seen him much for a year. So, yeah. you know, what, what's he got to, to show? He's got to go back to his LA Galaxy 2 days. Um, yeah. it, that's hard. Um, and it, it's hard when you're in USL anyway because there's not much scope to fall down. Mm-hmm. If you don't get another another job at this level, where do you go? I mean, there's League One, but there's not many clubs in League One. Yeah. There's Nisa, which, good luck. Um, I, I think we can just leave uh, Nisa at good luck. I mean, he's only 24. He is. He's young, but... It, I think this is the hard. age you're supposed and to... And you have to bear in mind, there are a lot of players we've seen, actually, that have come to Phoenix, yeah. been in that kind of bench player position, and then just, that, that's it. Yeah. You know, their career ends. Their career yeah. ends. And I mean, Jordan Schweitzer played more here than mm. than Gutierrez did, I believe. Yeah. He's felt like he had more of an impact could while he, go, he was here. Could he go back to Mexico? Back to where he started? I mean, he had he played there at the youth level. You, you know, as far as professionally, he's been over here for most of this his time. So I don't know. I from uh, what Michael's saying, he said he looked decent during preseason. The last game we saw him was Louisville. 
he played during the second half. I was I was going over my notes and I don't know, man. He seemed like a tad slow. I don't think he knew the the system. He, he didn't know whether to fall back or to to go forward. Uh, technically, he wasn't getting involved, you know, during the game. So mm-hmm. felt like he was just running around. If you were to mm-hmm. ask me, but I, I'm again, I'm not sure what he was told by Rick to do and stuff like that. So I, I mean, I wish him the best. Again, he's still young. He can definitely find a place. And Rick saw something in him for for him to be part of Rising. So I'm sure he could fit in another club if he if he was there. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about these ranks. So the USL uh, website did a power ranking for the preseason. They put Phoenix at number four. Are you uh, upset by that, Owen? Uh, Edwin, uh, you think that's the right spot? I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna make me talk nastily about Nick Murray. Um, oh, we got Orange County. And, oh, bless and him, Nick. I, I like number Nick. one. Like, just can we can we just say here now, the guy who puts these power rankings together is a really nice guy. Okay, so just just bear that in mind. I but know. okay, but these rankings are utterly meaningless. Um, Orange and they're County meaningless in the season, right? I just want to get people around. Yeah, up. Orange County at number one. Number I mean, one, Rowdy's I, number I, two, Louisville number three, and then we got Rising fourth, and then just for context, uh, the fifth one is San Antonio. These power rankings are clickbait, and they are. We know they're clickbait. That's what they're there for. Yeah, they got me to they're click. They're literally there to get you to click. No, <laughs> no, they are literally there to get you to click. That is the entire purpose of that article, okay? Yeah. Orange County are nowhere near number one. That's just nonsensical. Yeah. But it's got us talking about it. Yeah. Uh, we want to we see in the comments. <laughs> it's got us guys... driving traffic to USL Championship <laughs> website. Like, I mean, it's... That's true. Yeah, let us know in the comments what you guys should agree. I see Phil. It says we are number one, not number four. Uh, Jet, uh, he says Orange County shouldn't be number one. That's correct. I like the reason I like fourth is because I feel like it, it kind of puts Rising as the underdog and a little in the sense of that people feel like there's other better teams than Rising. But I, we, I certainly see, don't think I, so. But I feel like having that perception kind of puts that you know a little fire under the bellies of the players and you know kind of gives them a little more incentive to perform. That's just my take. See, I feel like that's like. You can't create an underdog story. You either have one or you don't. Well, they're don't, certainly not underdogs. Right? You're not, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like when, what was it, that one Alabama player before the college football playoff, and he was talking about how they were going into things. And go, you know you're not. You're Alabama. You're never an underdog. <laughs> what on earth are you on about? Like, it, it's it, it's kind of like that. You're Phoenix Rising. You can't really be a true underdog, yeah. can you? Um, there's always a weight of expectation, and there's always an expectation that you're there, should be there really into the final. So, I mean... It's hard. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin, uh, with the comment of the night, booze is number one in our hearts. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably four into the season starts. Only 12 fans show up to the Orange County games. Is that, is that true? Uh, Last time I was in Orange County, there were more rising fans than Orange County fans. So uh, Yeah, it's it's an interesting stadium, that one. Um, and I mean, I know that Benjamin there commenting that 12 fans of your camp, their media members, <laughs> has got me just wondering if... Benjamin, I'm not sure if you're quite paying attention to how little media coverage some of these clubs get, but Orange County is one of those ones that yeah, really I f- struggles. I felt it in the preseason sometimes. I mean, if you count their media members, it's probably just the standard attendance. Edwin, um, uh, you didn't get to say anything. What, what's going on here with these rankings? It's it's my like Owen said. It 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 gets us talking about these teams, and that's that's their main objective. But it's the same thing with every sport. Every time the champion is always the number one, and sometimes that's that's fair and you know that's true. But Orange County, the way that they won their title, it was a good run. You know they they got hot at the right moment. 
But if you look at the regular season, it wasn't the best of seasons. You know, they it, it was okay. I mean, they, they got points when they needed to, and obviously they, they made it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then that's when they turned up. But when we call when we look at like actual, you know, quality, depth, and all that, Orange County's not the number one team, especially to say that put them over Rising, I think is bold. Because Rising, they, you know, they finished first in the West. Yes, we saw what happened in the playoffs, but everyone could see that they were the better better team heading into the playoffs. It's just they have bad luck with, you know, penalties and all that. So that's my only issue with it. The rest of it, I feel like it's just, you know, clickbaity to get us to talk about it and all that. So I don't really have an uh, issue with the rest. I don't know if they're num- not going to say no- Rising's number one because I don't want to be biased in this sense. <laughs> but I think they should be the number one team in the West in the ranking at the very least. True. But I mean, effectively, what's happened here, if you look at the top four, is Orange County, Tampa Bay, Louisville, and Phoenix. Okay? Orange County, just no one... You know, I mean, but besides the fact you've put the champions, reigning champions top, you've then just picked the three names that literally everyone would pick, mm. right? For the three biggest clubs every year, effectively. Yeah. Um, whether they perform that way at the end of the season or not, who knows? But they are just the three biggest teams every year. And then you've got mm. San Antonio, Pittsburgh, Sandy. See, maybe it gets more interesting lower down, but the top stuff is just like... The only it, thing that upsets me is the fact that I'm looking at these logos and they all have stars, except for... Oh, Ryan. but that's... Listen, I'm okay, saying, I will man. die on this hill. That's, I will die on this hill. I want those I stars, do man. Not want to, I do <laughs> not want to see stars that are in competitions that are not the competition that you're in currently. If you're a lower division team and you're going to claim stars... Yeah. You've got to give them up the minute you leave for another league. Mm. Okay? The only time I want to see stars carry over is when it's a genuine national championship. And we're not talking about things like, you know, oh, we won the NASL. Oh, the team that shared our name but isn't technically the same club won the old NASL. Just at Detroit already. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. That was actually Tampa Bay. Ah, okay. Tampa Bay there have got two stars. They've never won USL. (laughs) That's true. There you go. So, but yeah, uh, just to wrap up this segment, y'all, um, Edwin, I'm going to bring you back in. What, what's your score prediction for Saturday? Are you putting me on the spot first? Yes, uh, sir. That's fair. I think Rising will end up winning. I do think it's going to be 3-1. I think they do give up a goal because um, with Madrid in there, they're going to have to get used to the, that center back pairing. I think that... We've seen at times they've had a mistake, so I think do think they give a goal, but I think they're a, the attack shows what they need to and gets at least three goals in there. Not going to predict who who scores, by the way. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that one. Owen? I actually don't think the Monterey Bay have enough going forward to justify giving them a goal, so I'm going to say it's a clean sheet, and I'll go with 3-0. Nice. I like that. So we, we all agree there's going to be some offense and some goals this Game, it helps so. so. Should yeah. be. It should be. I mean, if, if, if it finishes a nil-nil draw, then Saturday night is going to be very weird for us, isn't it? <laughs> no, definitely. All right. And uh, let us know your predictions in the comments. If you guys are watching us, let us know what you guys guys feel is, is going to happen on Saturday. All right, y'all. So just to take a quick break, let's talk about DraftKings uh, for a quick second. So we, we all saw the game yesterday with ASU and the conference championships. I know. Uh, no, Owen, you see that? No, I didn't okay. watch they lost. It was, I know, it was... It was a it, terrible wow. game. Right. Uh, but Edwin, uh, did you catch it a little bit? What? I did. It was absolutely horrid <laughs> yeah. what happened the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't put any money in. So, uh, turn. Uh, but if you guys want to do, start betting on these cam- conference championships, you guys can download DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
the number uh, the one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. And new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win their game and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Oof. Always love doing the, the whole reading. Nice but, reading. Nice thank reading. Thank you. Because there's some applaud right I there. I wish I had my water. I'm drinking sodas. I'm, uh, yeah. Anyway, but U of A almost lost today, right? Was that? Am I right? They won. They but won. The, but there was a little it too was close. Scary. It was comfort. scary. It was closer than it should have been. Yeah. It was, it was uh, Stanford, right? Got Colorado yeah. Hey, that's crazy that they play like three games back to back if you start like in the beginning of the bracket because... Uh, they, oh, okay. they, they technically had a buy. Yeah. So but if they, ASU would have won, they would have they would have played like three games. Jesus, yeah, that's, that's been a tough. lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's bring it back to uh, to soccer over here. Edwin, what happened with the PSG man? Oh no. Let's, let's uh, get into the sad boy hour. Uh, <laughs> I I'll give credit to ESPN FC and Nicole. Uh, if you don't watch ESPN FC, you don't know Nicole. But he he looked at the PSG te- team and said these all of them have shook before. They easily could choke this game, and that's exactly what happened. The lapse of defense. Marco Verratti was Verratti, who's supposed to be one of the better midfielders in the world. Terrible positioning, terrible defending. Uh, Donnarumma, very young. He showed his youth. He's still a very good keeper. Navas should have started. I've said it. I, I agree. Navas is, is the Champions League guy himself, but I get it. You're trying to build Donnarumma and all that. I mean, for me, it's just been this project of Messi, which was supposed to be this whole thing, you know, to get them in Champions League has been very... A failure. You know, it's been a failure as much as I like to say. I'm a Messi guy. Messi and, ran like 10, like, meters. Yeah, I know. He, <laughs> I, he needs to go back to Barcelona. I know they didn't have the money, and I just still don't think they have the money for him, especially yeah. they're going to get end up getting early Alon. But him leaving Barcelona was a mistake, not only for Barcelona, but for himself. So you have, uh, you have an older Neymar. You have an older Messi. I'm not saying Neymar is old, yeah. but he's like 30 now. He's 30, right? yeah. Uh, you have an Mbappe that's going to probably leave to Real Madrid. To Real, yeah. What, what's PSG, PSG going to do? I think, personally, if, if Mape does leave, which I think that's a 99.9%, uh, <laughs> it's either secure Ronaldo and run with that or time to get uh, time to get rid of Neymar and Messi and blow it up a little bit. They can afford that. I mean, Ligue 1, let's be honest, there's not a lot of competition, so they could still win the league with farmers the, league a, or what? a different trio. Yeah, absolutely, it's a farmer's <laughs> league. Um, did they win the league last year? I didn't no, know they, they did. did. They did not. They did not. That's no. when Lille won the league. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you saw what happened to Lille this season. It's been a drop-off. Unless yeah. someone has a miracle season. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, talking about, you mentioned Neymar there, isn't he? Isn't he too busy plotting his move to the vacation league? The MLS. That's right, MLS. Yeah, he's want to go to vacation league, you know? Come home, Neymar. Talk about farmer's league. It's vacation league <laughs> up in a... You know, he's Don't moved from it. retirement league to vacation league now. The, yeah. uh, the That's exactly what Garber. MLS coaches love hearing mm-hmm. from there. The <laughs> future <laughs> DP. I wonder if he'll accept money in his payment in Garba Bucks. Yeah, get, pay, get paid in GAM. You just get him another Netflix documentary and then, then he'll come. Great documentary. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Champions League talk. Um, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Man City, and Real Madrid move on to the next round. 
We got Man United playing next uh, season. And then if you guys watched our uh, interview with uh, Darnell King, he's a Man United fan as well. So shout out to, to our captain. That's terrible. Just kidding. Great choice. Not of teams. That, I'm sorry, Darnell. You know, I love. I don't have to come in on camera to talk about this. One. <laughs> Listen, I'm a West Ham guy, so I've never supported the man, the Man United. Um, yes, I know there's probably zero West Ham fans in the chat. And I, I, tell you what, I tell you what, you gotta get gotta get chatting with uh, one of the banditos at least. Why is there a West Ham fan? Indeed, there? there is. Yeah, here we go. Hey. They lost to Sevilla today, but yeah. it's all right. They'll get in the second leg in the Europa League. <laughs> uh, better Bayern. than Man United. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Man United can pick it up because Ronaldo's injured. I don't know what's going on with that uh, club. There's yeah. always something every every I day. Swear, with them. I'm surrounded by plastics here. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about your <laughs> Cardiff? All right, I'm sorry. Oh it, yeah, we're do we're doing great. We're genuinely doing great. Yeah, you know, I'm that win against QPR, you know, it's... <laughs> we're riding a high. We're riding a high, guys. And we got Preston this weekend, you know. Come Just, on. Justin said he's more of an East Ham fan. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the, let's talk about that Darnell King interview for a little bit since we, you know, we didn't get to address it too much on Tuesday. But I loved it. I loved having him on the show. I know we did have a little bit of technical difficulties. But overall, I love learning about him. And I think Rising has a great captain in, in Darnell King. I think he's a fantastic choice. Um, I mean, I, I've been saying from the start that I thought that he was suited to it and I thought that he would actually get the role. Um, and, and there we go. Yeah. He is. He is the captain. Yeah, good yeah. call. Uh, Edwin, any thoughts on uh, Darnell? I want to give first props to Owen because he was the first on, on the on the wagon of That's it. Right. So I got to give him credit for that. And I, I think it's the right choice. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, I recommend watching the episode because I think that whole hour just proves why he is that captain. I mean, just the way he speaks and about his teammates and all that. And, and what others said about him, too, because we had a quote said about Darnell. I mean, it just shows. And mm -hmm. I think that it's going to translate very well. And I think he's going to be he's going to fill in a, a huge captaincy void that they had. Yeah, and the pigeons. Yeah, he's got pigeons. Yeah, pigeon NFTs go. Pigeon I, NFTs. I yeah, got a retweet from the next them. Big thing. Let's get on his good side. Yeah, and, there we and, go. And drop them. Uh, pigeons of New York. So Darnell, yeah. we did this for you. All right. So we name dropped them. Um, but yeah, no great stuff. If you guys haven't watched it, make sure to listen to it on your streaming uh, devices, or you can watch it on YouTube. Um, let's talk about that jersey reveal event. How did we feel about this kits? I know we had a question about that at the beginning, at the beginning of the show, uh, but I heard kind of half yes half no's at the event so owen what do you think about them the kits uh yes uh i could leave it at that i mean it, yeah <laughs> look it's 110 dollars to buy one did you know that it's 110 dollars plus tax but then you got to personalize it no no that's no? that well yeah that doesn't include the cost of personalizing Ouch. yeah yeah you got to pay more for yeah thank you alex for the question so um yeah it's they're an interesting look. Um, the I've red had, one is growing on me. See, the red one, I've had a variety of things. I've had people send me images of the like Ronald McDonald wearing it. <laughs> I've had people send me images of an RSL player holding a Happy Meal wearing wow. it. Like it's well, like somewhere said... between McDonald's and an RSL is what people seem to be saying more than Spain, which Spain is the look they want to go for there. Let's Someone be Someone said that Santi was, is very happy because it's going to be wearing Spain. So that was interesting. Uh, they had the, yeah, like Phil was saying, uh, he loves the black more than the red one. Uh, black one. I, I think I'd is... agree. I like, I like the black. The problem I have with it is I don't like the way the badges come out. I think the white yeah. and red kind of badge stuff is just a bit 
off-putting. Went a little I different, don't know. Huh? It was yeah. a bit strange. Uh, and strange. then for the first time in history, you can buy the blue and green, was it? The goalkeeper's kits, the yeah. Goalkeeper's yeah, so... so those Blue's pretty... Clues goalkeeper's luck. There we go. See, people the are never going to be happy the... with the kits. It's just, oh my God. But People anyway. are never happy. It's, it's what happens when you are signed up with a big distributor like Adidas and... Ultimately, Phoenix Rising is a small player on that stage. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to be out there looking for really unique and individual kits off yeah. of Adidas when you are a small club. Yeah, three stripes. That's why Edwin's always check over stripes, right? Oh, Edwin? absolutely. <laughs> no, but I like the black one. Um, the black one and the, and the blue goalkeeper kit are definitely my favorite of the night. But at the end of the day... The kids can, you know, do all the speaking. It's what happens on the field that matters, you know. I know the fans can, you know, be mad about that, but they're 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 more worried about the results. So as yeah. long as as long as they have good luck and not have the white kit curse, yeah, I think they'll take that. We, you know, can we can we can we just take a minute to acknowledge that at least the club has not released a white kit. They did a whole video about saying, yeah. not yeah. we're not doing white this season." Now <laughs> you have to bear in mind that there is still the risk that there's a clash, and if there is a clash, then we might see last year's white kits brought out. No, no, but, no. we're gonna do the FC Tucson route and it, just wear bibs. So. The pennies, baby. The pennies, the pennies yeah. were looking good. That's not happening. No, no, hey, Rick, no. You bring the pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you think they might have the third kit, maybe with white? Probably. Well, it's a, it's an emergencies type okay. situation. Like, imagine for example, uh, they get to the final and have to play Atlanta United two away, where you got a team that plays in red and black. You know, you don't have much option That's there. True. Um, not that I expect to see Atlanta United two in the final. But yeah, yeah just for an example. Now we'll see. We'll see what happens for sure. Um, numbers were revealed this week as well. Um, number ten, number ten, Arturo Rodriguez. Yeah, they um, it was all the talk as to whether he was actually going to take the number ten because obviously he was number twelve last year, and we know that he fills that that ten role. Um, but you know, it was a number that was held by John Becerra prior to this, and in many ways, Arturo did take that spot from John. Um, mm -hmm. you know, he and I think that it's fair to have him as almost the replacement there. But that's not the one that really intrigues me. The one that intrigues me is is Marcus Epps. Um taking over number 20 and i think that's a a bold statement either from from him or from the club or ultimately yeah. whoever made that decision or agreed with it you, because, is that the number you wore last season too uh, oh that's a really good question i actually don't know that that's what, what i was gonna look up last right season you have a look up that but like the reason that it, it it intrigues me is that that is solomon asante's old number of course and we've been talking all along about how you know, he had those big little shoes. We keep we keep saying big little shoes, right, to fill in <laughs> Solomon Asante. But he um, did wear twenty. He did wear twenty yeah. last year. Okay, good. But you know, it it just feels like it adds pressure almost. You know, you're not only having to replace him in a uh, the sense of what he's done on the field, but now you're almost filling in in a more symbolic way by taking the number as well. Yeah, uh, Repetto with forty five. I thought that was interesting. People have um, weird reasons for numbers sometimes. Like well, our we're going to have to not, ask these questions. You don't have a number one. Weird. But they have a number. When was the last time they had a number one? Nah, I'm just surprised. Yeah, because I'm I, I see most most keepers wearing the number one or pre I, their preferred number. I can't number. even remember when the last time that Rising had a, a, a number one yeah. was. Uh, Richmond Antwi 33, Greg Hurst 17. So definitely, I, uh, James Musa 41. Uh, he continues with that number. Babu with number six. Uh, Channing uh, picked number 12, uh, Darnell King 2, Ryan Flood number 4. So, And then uh, Ben Lent picked pick number 39. So, uh, Phil has a good question. Has Rising retired number 11 because of Drogba? 
That's not something that's ever occurred to me to ask, I'll be honest. Yeah. Shirt numbers is something that I think outside of a rare like occasion where yeah. you know, we look at something like the Epps and Solomon Asante type thing, or you see, for example, sometimes how a player gets a, a higher number because it's you know, matches the role. It's not something that I especially think about on a... It, yeah. it's, weird, it's weird, like, it, because that question comes out and it's genuinely never occurred to me to even think about that one. Um, the, on my Sunday League team, I, I have the, because we have two different kits, so I get 24 if we're white, and then I pick 30 if we're blue. Do you lose in white? We 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 haven't won this, uh, we haven't lost this season, so don't know how to answer that, Owen. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. No, but, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I think the blue one, the one we lost last year. So yeah, probably don't want to wear that one, but, but yeah, the white one's the one to go. Uh, you did something that you did have something to talk about as well that you wanted uh, to mention towards the end of the show. What talking about the, uh, things to look for in USL, uh, this weekend yep. um, in general, let's take a little bit of a look around cause it's been an interesting, interesting weekend coming up and there's been some interesting news in the last 24 hours as well. So let's yeah. kind of approach all of this. You know, I think, there are two games that are really standing out to me this weekend that I'm really intrigued to see what happens. The first one of those is Sacramento Republic against El Paso. Um, I think that that is going to be really interesting because we're going to have Sacramento, who are a team that really underperformed last year, but a lot of people are putting a lot of stock in this year. Number nine in the rankings. Number nine. In fact, if you look at the power rankings from our, our good friend Nick Murray, they're nine and ten respectively, those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got El Paso, who are a team that have been a persistent achiever in this league but are now adjusting something they haven't done before, and that is life without Mark Lowry. Now, quite how that works, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. And how these two sides are going to perform on Saturday could well give us a better indicator as to where they're going to be at the end of the season because yeah. we're expecting big things from both of them, but who knows? Now, one of the other ones, San Antonio against Detroit City. Why is that one interesting, you ask? Well, San Antonio are, again, a contender. Um, perhaps more of a contender this year, really, than they were last year. Um, last year playing in a... Even with the loss of Marcus Epps. Even with the loss of Marcus Epps, I think that San Antonio have got a very good team there. Um, mm. And, of course, they're up against, in their opening game, Detroit City, who are uh, better known as... The Nisa All-Stars. The Nisa All-Stars. I, I, I mean, <laughs> we, we really have no idea how the Nisa All-Stars are going to look. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see quite how that works. Um, and San Antonio, low-key, has the best stadium in USL. You know what? I'll, I'll say it's a nice ground. I'm not sure it's the best stadium in USL, but... Let's take a look. It is a nice stadium. Um, it's a very nice stadium. And then, you know what? If we're going to highlight one other game... I'm going to say it because of the last 24 hours, and I'm going to say San Diego Loyal against LA Galaxy 2. Mm. Two teams that rising fans, I'm <laughs> sure, are sick to death of seeing. Okay, especially these past two years where it is like play them four times, play them three times. It just gets boring. But the reason that it's interesting is because of recent signing news and it's the fact that they brought in Andrew Carlton mm. yesterday. Um, those of you who don't know weren't following along. There's a lot of controversy. Carlton uh, is a player who who was with Atlanta United. He's only 21 now. He is still quite young. Um, uh, he last year effectively trudged around. I believe he went to Central America for a period. He played a lot of lower division football like NPSL. Um, and and Carlton, a uh, good reason for that why he struggled to find clubs is that he himself posted that he was actually present in Washington D.C. on on January the 6th. Now, yeah. we don't know what he did there. Yeah. Um, and so San Diego announces his signing. And of course, you know, their fans aren't 
or some of them at least on on Twitter are aren't very happy with that. The club had to release a statement saying, you know, they believe in second chances and all mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. You know, he, he's maturing. Well, he's learned from his mistakes. Tweet, there, there's like a podcast. They, they yeah, have. and Land, Landon spoke about that, and he spoke about how you know this is a guy who's made mistakes in the past, and I I understand that. I think that something that's going to be a barrier to forgiveness here, if if it's you know, if it's justified, because again, we don't really know what he did that day. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the problem we've got here with this is that the club is effectively saying he's made mistakes and he's learned from them. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you actually look at his career as a whole, he's made a lot of mistakes. Um, and a lot of stuff that is just professionalism stuff, right? He he was caught drinking before a, an MLS Cup final, right? He was out in a bar mm. and so got dropped out of the matchday squad. He forgot his passport once when they were going to an away game in Canada. And so his team was one short on the bench because he showed up at the airport without a passport. Yeah. Um, and actually, when you listen to that podcast that Landon Donovan did, mm-hmm. um, he was referencing how, oh, this guy's made mistakes at 16, 17, 18 years old, right? Well, that's the time frame those mistakes were happening. And I think that what they're asking people to do right now is, you know, they're asking people to go down the second chances route, which is fine. There's a debate to be had over that. I'm not going to pretend that I know the answers or I, I don't think any of us here know the right answers on that. Yeah. But they've been so vague about what, they've been saying on this that we don't really know what if anything he has learned or mm-hmm. what if anything he is apologetic is for. i don't understand and that's the yeah. thing i we don't know and it it just seems strange to me you yeah. know is it worth to go through all that trouble for a player with with that kind of background I, are they really that yeah, because, short on, on because players? san diego's always been a club that have espoused the kind of culture of you know uh, that he wouldn't appear to fit in with i mean again we we don't know there's a lot of things that happen here but generally doesn't like the idea of second chances and redemption come from being public about yeah yeah i i don't know but hey that's that's a san diego problem not a not an us problem yeah no so definitely something to to keep an eye on like jet was saying there's maybe a storm brewing there but uh yeah definitely keep keep an eye on that and i'm sure you know Owen will address that you know the more more we find out about it so definitely something to, to keep an eye out uh, moving forward so we'll see we'll see what happens all right y'all uh i think it pretty much wraps it up for us tonight right yeah we're yeah. running low on time <laughs> edwin any, any last words before we wrap it up uh i'm gonna do the quick prediction for starting lineup yeah it's, what, it's what we saw from fc tucson the 4-3-3 don't think it'll be the 4-4-2 i think that'll be the backup plan so i think it's the lineup of lunt king Farrell. madrid will go in for musa due to injury babu lambert quinn rodriguez and then the top, Santi, Hurst, and Marcus Epps. I think if that it's a full free free. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, I think that's just the way to go. I think the 442 will be more for open cup, where if a 433 is not working in a game, you make substitutions and adjust game and kind of catch work. teams off guard. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's good. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps it up for us here um, from the podcast, PHNX Rising Podcast. Uh, we will be there on Saturday. We hope that you are too over there at Wild Horse Pass if you guys haven't gotten your tickets. Uh, talk to Owen. No, I'm just kidding. No, go to go to uh, Ticketmaster. I think that's where they have them, uh, and you guys can grab them. I think uh, supporter tickets are going for like 22, something like that, and they increase the day of the game. So make sure to to get them beforehand, and we'll see you there. We'll be there as well. I'm pretty sure we're gonna do a post game show. Yeah, we're that. gonna be live post game. So uh, make sure to join us after the game. We're after gonna be. 
have a lot of views, I'm sure, on what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a great However thing. it happens. Yeah, however <laughs> it happens. Yeah, again, 3-1 predictions over here, 3-0 with Owen, and yeah, we'll see you there. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on all our social media channels, as well as on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and share. Again, it helps us out. Season's here, y'all. Let's troll let's troll the thing one more time. Let's get, let's get ready for this, for this season. It's going to be a good one. So we will see you on Saturday, and then we'll be back here, uh, or actually, maybe remote, but maybe in the studio, on Tuesday talk more rising so uh until then we'll see you take care